Razor House. Welcome to this episode 249. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Well, what's up, everybody? And we're back one week or just a few days before the home opener, guys. That's right. Uh, we're we're what four days away from opening up the season uh, to, uh, yep. to to much to much fanfare to much mehiness, if that's what you want to call it. Um, yeah, really, because I'm actually kind of excited are, for are it. Are you hyped up? Are you excited? I'm. I'm actually. I'm excited for it. I mean, like here, it's another season. It, it's 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 season number two of the Vanny Project. You saw some encouraging things, uh, in, in the preseason. Uh, mainly Kevin Cabral, which we'll talk about. And you're, you know, as I said earlier, it's a, it's a fresh start, right? Everybody has a chance right now. Cincinnati believes they have a chance. So hmm. Charlotte thinks they have a chance. So. The time to be optimistic is now until, you know, the game actually starts and you're like, oh, yeah, here we go again. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, so, you know, the Galaxy coming off this 2-2 draw, I think that was probably the uh, the 2-2 draw against DC United in their final preseason game of the year. I think that they, that might be what's affecting my mood here. Um, they didn't look great. Uh, and as we constantly uh say and i won't say it this time because bobby's gonna get uh on go on a five minute rant uh, uh against me here um but the, the way the galaxy played is uh a, a little bit of a, a thing that you have to take into consideration heading into the start of the season they're playing against nycfc and and again uh they're they're the mls the reigning mls cup champions but they're also going to be occupied or preoccupied with their ccl uh, that they're they're playing at Bank of California Stadium, and then um, I would imagine they have to a return leg soon. But their their uh, their their minds might be set on that rather than the season opener here uh, against the Galaxy. Um, but I think that the I have to ask if you're I'll be honest. This is an honest question. If you're NYCFC, obviously your your focus is on the CCL. Mind you that they are already up two uh, nil. Mm -hmm. uh, so now they come, quote unquote, home, being up to, and I use quotes because they're playing at the stank. They're not playing in New York. So travel isn't going to be an issue there. Honest question. Do you think the NYCFC really fears the Galaxy? Um, I don't think it's a matter of fearing the Galaxy, I, but I think it could be a situation where they might overlook the Galaxy and that would lead um, the Galaxy the ability to to pounce on, on that sort of underestimation under estimation i don't know is that right is that right bobby underestimation it's just underestimate being being underestimated right yeah yeah <laughs> i'm worried i'm making a word should i'll add it to the dictionary um i think I, I i don't think it's a fear issue or 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 respect issue but i think it's just a a preoccupation maybe is it and and i also think the galaxy want to step uh of, you know step on the right foot um, we did hear that um, that uh, Douglas Costa's P1 visa went through, and so he is available for Sunday. Um, I don't know how game fitting he's going to be. I would imagine he's going to feature, but he probably won't start. Um, we did lose. It does look like we lost Segoko Lavalli in the preseason matches that he went down uh, during that game um, with 
what looked like either a shoulder or a wrist or, or some issue with his arm because yeah. as he was walking out the field, he was not moving his right arm. Um, and yeah, uh, and actually, I think uh, I think that's probably one say, of the big black eyes in preseason that what you don't want to happen is like, you know what, you, you make your mistakes now, but above all else, come out of that preseason going into game number one healthy and last game of the season you lose one of your defenders and you know i know some people will be listening to this and saying oh you know maybe they did you a favor uh by sega not being in the lineup and i say okay sure except that Derek williams your other starter is already banged up and probably won't start this game and then then what you have Jalen neal who has obviously a high ceiling and you know, it looks like um, he's got a lot of, you know, potential in him. But to put, you know, a kid and say, OK, dude, you're going to have to be our uh, our anchor in this back line is a little unfair to him. Um, you know, even if he does, you know, step up and he's up to that task and he, you know, puts a hell of an effort in, it's still unfair to ask him to go in there and fill in those shoes. Um but that's where you are. You don't. You have no depth at the center back. So losing Sega is not a good thing here, despite what many people might, you know, might say. Um, but other than that, you know, the game itself against DC United, underwhelming. You score two goals, two very nice goals. Uh, you land two set piece goals. Um, you know, it's just. I liked what I saw against New England. Didn't like what I see uh, what I saw in this in this game. Uh, I think they only lost one preseason game. That was against Vancouver, but that was their B side, uh, so no starters featured in there. So you know the preseason all in all wasn't you know bad result wise, but you know come Sunday there's no more excuses. Right mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. now it counts. Now it matters. Uh, injuries are part of the game, and the Galaxy have to stay relatively healthy if they are going to have any type of success this season. Um, I will say this for the the draw against DC is is uh, the one positive I did take out of that is they came back, <clears throat> uh, you know and fought back for for the two goals that they did get you know they went down a goal came back got a goal went down a goal again came back got the goal um and and again kevin cabral is looking like a guy that is gonna be more productive this year i i feel like he's he's more decisive he's more sort of in tune with what his role is within the team and 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 more confident in that role so um i'm really happy about that um the addition of douglas costa again it's a gamble like like we talked about um but you know it's got an, it's got a big upside so i'm hoping that we get something out of him even if he has a, a chisa type uh you know season from uh from last year where he's here for the beginning part of the season you know, if he, you know, it, God forbid, if he gets injured in the middle and then comes back for the end to tr to try and push us, <clears throat> that would be, I think, an improvement over over where we were last year. Um, and then we've got some good depth pieces. Um, Bobby, I know you weren't really all that impressed with Mark Delgado. And and for me, that was one of the key pickups yeah. of the season. 
Um, I, I agree he didn't have a great game, but there was a lot of people that didn't have a great game against DC. Um, oh, for sure. I wasn't like, get him out of here, but I was mad. I was just like, didn't play well enough in that game. But there's a lot, there's a lot of time to 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 adjust and and actually fill in that space well. So there's time for him to be better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I said it too. I'm not sure if I, I'm pretty sure I said it on the pod. I definitely put it on Twitter. Uh, Mark Delgado is probably the best pickup that the Galaxy had this offseason. It's a Greg Vanny guy. Um, it's a guy who understands the system. He's 26 years old. He's not a veteran, but he kind of is, right? He's been in MLS since he was a teen. Uh, he's been around the league. He's had success in the league. Um, and, you know, aside from the DC game, I, I honestly believe that, that, that he is a hell of a, not just a glue guy, but he's, he's a big piece of the puzzle, uh, with, with what uh, Greg Vanny's trying to do, I think what, and I, I, again, I'm repeating myself, but what Jonah was expected to do, being that box-to-box guy, um, this is what Delgado is going to do, and that's what he's pretty uh, good at. Um, he's probably not the fastest guy, but he does read the game well, um, which, again, defensively is what you need, right? You need guys breaking up passes, uh, closing up space, um, breaking up plays. I mean, it's, it's these things that are going to lead to those, uh, those counterattacks, those transitions that, that have those guys up top, um, just salivating, ready to pounce on. So there's a lot of upside to, to Mark Delgado. And, um, and as David said, you know, you have added some death pieces. There's, there's a couple changes here. We obviously know that Costa brings a hell of a lot of talent to this roster, but whether or not that materializes, uh, well, we're just going to have to wait and see. Kevin Cabral show is showing signs of massive improvement. I mean, this is a leaps forward to where he was last season. Um, and I think mostly not only just in his physical appearance, the way, you know, he looked like he has um, got a little bit more muscle to him. We can see that he's not being muscled off the ball. And we just see a lot more confidence in this kid. Uh, whatever happened this offseason, I'm glad it did. And I hope it stays because I really hope it's not like a tease uh, that you saw in the preseason only to, you know, have, a, uh, have another flop of a season uh, in season number two. I personally don't think that happens. I do think as bad as season one was for Cabral, there were just bright spots that were masked by a lot of the bad things, a lot of the misses, the horrible misses, uh, the passes, just everything that went wrong for Cameron Cabral overshadowed that uh, this kid has put himself in good position. He has good vision. He just needs to finish. He needs to get confident. He needs to get a little bit more assimilated to the league. And I think he's on the right path here in season number two. So that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, the one that, uh, that, that a lot of people have been talking about and that doesn't seem as encouraging, uh, has been what's going on with Julian Araujo. We kind of touched on this a little bit last week. I think, um, there was speculation whether or not Vanny was keeping him out of the roster cause he might be gone soon. Um, you know, maybe he's out of favor. Uh, apparently, uh, according to, uh, Josh Kessman and uh, Kevin Baxter, 
Um, they talked about this a little bit in Corner of the Galaxy, where I guess Julian came back from Mexico camp a little out of shape or not in the, the, the shape they expected him to be in, uh, mostly because he didn't play. Um, but it's it's interesting to see sort of, are they trying to get him game fit or are they trying to get, is, is it more of a, is it an attitude thing? I, he doesn't strike me as the type of player that would have a, a, a bad attitude about, you know, uh, coming in and, and doing the work for Greg Vanny. I think it might, maybe it's a confidence thing, to be honest with you, because looking at the way he played no. against DC United, he did, he was making a lot of mistakes. He did not look confident at all. He was getting beat uh, quite a bit and he was making some very uncharacteristic mistakes uh, uh, on the night. In the games, I don't think it's a confidence issue. I don't think that's a problem for Julian Rock. Uh, hmm. You're cutting out right now, Lewis. So, um, I, I mean, yes, I see that perhaps the it wouldn't be an issue for Julian Araujo just because we've seen the guy. We, he he looks like he's a professional. Um, every the way he carries himself seems like he would not have motivation issues or anything like that. But I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he might have a, a little bit of confidence I, issues. I, I, I do think it's no way. He just, I mean, this is what doesn't make sense to me. Uh, two things the confidence issue shouldn't be there, considering the fact that he made his uh Mexico debut in a World Cup qualifier, his confidence should be sky high. Somebody just fell. Um, and two, not being like fit, being in a World Cup qualifier doesn't make sense to me. Like, how how are you gonna play in a World Cup qualifier without being fit? That doesn't make sense. Um, uh, it's a little bizarre. Um, uh, that being said, I I do think that he is going to start on Sunday. Um, and I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't be in that lineup. I also think that that the game of DC United like I said we've, we've seen Julian Rado have a bad game but if you look at some of the other well actually no you can look at him because you didn't see the other games but um, I know in New England he had a um, a hand in some of those goals uh, he also had a hand in the goals that were scored against uh, Seattle and New York so he's been there he's been a factor right he's putting mm-hmm. in the process so I don't think it's a confidence issue. The fitness thing is a little weird. I, I can't imagine that this kid has an attitude problem. The guy is really humble. And I can't imagine that he's fallen out of favor. I, I, it's, it's just a little weird. All in all, I still think that he's going to start on Sunday. But, um, yeah, it's just it, it was just a, a, an odd thing to say. Obviously, we're going to find out what happens. But if I had to bet, he's starting. On Sunday, I don't see a reason for him not to be there. Um, yeah, I hope so, and I hope that you know he he gets that stuff figured out because it it did seem like I don't know to to me to my eyes, it seemed like he was not quite on the same wavelength as everybody else. Uh, everybody seemed to be a little bit thinking faster than than he was. Um, let's talk a little bit about Eric Zavaleta. Um, so Eric Zavaleta was seeing uh, at that uh, preseason game at DC United uh, in Galaxy Gear, sitting on the bench, 
um, with Greg Vanny. Obviously, he couldn't participate because he's not been signed to anything. Um, I mean, this is a guy who plays center back. Uh, he's probably a depth guy and not a starter uh, when everybody is healthy. But I think um, having him come in, a guy with MLS experience next to Nick DePue, um, is going to make me feel a little bit better, especially considering that Sega Kulavali just went down with an injury. We don't know what the status of Derek Williams is. And then the next person in line is Jalen Neal, who, while he's promising, he's you know he he hasn't made his official Galaxy debut, first team debut, debut yet, um, which could make it, um, you know, something else. Like he may blossom into a, a really good piece for us uh, during the season, but. I'm not super high on throwing the kid into the the fire against the defending champion. So I think this uh, Eric Zavaleta thing um, probably should happen. And I, like I said, I think I would feel better about that in terms of what our center back depth would be. And, I, and if we do get Eric Zavaleta, do you see us going out and getting another center back? Absolutely. 100%. In fact, I, I think you said it. I think Zavaleta is a depth piece, and I think this is kind of like a a desperation signing. Um, I think earlier, I mean, in the, in the preseason, desperation, desperation, so, like Michael Ciani desperation signing, or no, I mean, this that, that, this is a guy. This is a guy that that Greg Vanny is very familiar with. He knows the system. He trusts him. He was with him at Toronto. Isn't it I mean, his this is a known uh, sort of. This is a guy who is a known quantity. And Eric Zavaleta is not a bad player, you know? He's Like he's I said, not, I'd rather but... have him than, you know, again, Mike Ciani, who was, what, three years signed, sight unseen, even after the, the scouts and the agents said, don't sign that guy, that is a desperation signing. So to compare those two is, no, don't do that. Okay, okay, well, what, what, what I mean by desperation is you need somebody now. You sure. Somebody and now. I was like, oh, here's a guy with MLS experience. Could you that do? You get could you right do now. worse? Yes, you can. Well, I mean, again, like you also did the same thing with, with with people, right? Here's a guy with MLS experience who was one of the best defenders in MLS. Goes to Europe. He he's he's gonna be fine when he comes back, right? So we've kind of made that mistake before, and by and for what it's worth, we all thought that people Gonzalez was gonna work out, right? But the thing is, is that. I feel that the Galaxy really messed up here, that you had a whole month knowing that you probably have probably more than that. I, I don't think that you didn't, that you weren't aware that you weren't going to keep Steris, right? So you know you had to replace someone somewhere. Um, you did bring in Leardom, which who, who, who can come in and play the center back, but mm -hmm. he's not your starter, right? You're probably going to put him uh, starting as a left back um, over Viafania, to be honest, because so, of Viafania's like injury issues, because of his age. But you did not sign a center back. You didn't sign a depth piece. And you didn't sign a starter. This is what is kind of mind-boggling to me, is that Greg Vanny said, we have TAM money to play with. We can bring in two more players. Great. You can easily find a center back for 10 money. Like, I know the Galaxy aren't going to use a DP spot for a defender. They should because, well, let's be honest, 
they really, really need to like fix that back line. And I get it. One guy isn't going to fix that back line. But you would think that if but, like, they've been trying use to, the DP, they've been trying to fix it, they've been trying yeah, they have to been. fix it. I know they have. And you signed, have, you signed, you signed, I, I Sega you signed Sega Kubali to a long-term tr- contract. You Williams, signed, you signed Williams to a long-term right. contract. I, I get that all these players that you put in it was to help the defense. You I can't get it. Keep throwing. You can't, no, you can't keep throwing. Money but now look things. at your depth. So. But Zavaleta is a guy. Zavaleta is a guy money. that can come yes. in and provide the depth and fill in as a sp- as a starter in sparse situations where right. you don't have a rookie playing next to you know in in your back line. Unless and of course do- that rookie is better than said starter, which you know if we put Michael Ciani in there, Jalen Neal would be better, wouldn't he? Yes, yes, so, he would be. So. It is unfair to put that on Jalen Neal, but that's not to say that Jalen Neal doesn't deserve to be there. He's on the team for a reason, right? There's a lot of upside to him. But I still think that it's unfair to say, okay, you're you're my starter. You're going to have to step up now. Um, they, they need to sign another center back. It needs to be a starting caliber center back. You have but, Tam money. See, to me, Why that seems – because that seems – because that seems like a desperation move. Because we don't know the extent of Derek Williams' injury. If Derek Williams so, is Derek Williams is healthy in a month, and you have him and Nick DePue starting, and you I have Zavaleta fill I in, do you does it make sense to go out and buy a, a Tam level player center back? No, it makes no sense to do that. That is a desperation move. Is, wouldn't is, you rather? Okay, wouldn't know, you rather no, no, give on, the Galaxy on. the benefit of the doubt? Let them go and find a TAM player who is going to be put in a position of need. What is the position of need? Cam. Cam. Why are you going to go spend money on a center back when you have a guy who could fill in as a center back in a, as a depth piece? Because Greg Banny says we have two more spots. There's your two spots. Where else are you going to put it? You need your Cam. Boom. There's one spot. And you need a center back. There's your second one. You have no other spot. Like your strikers are fine. You're gonna for the put. Most part. You're gonna. You're gonna. So for me, I go out and get two tam level. Okay, let me let me rather than your midfield is fine. Let me, ask, let me ask. you What this. if and what if Zavaleta is a tam guy? Is there okay? Wait, let me ask you. Then I think you would waste that. By the way, if if if, if Zavaleta is a tam player, you're wasting that. You're wasting it on a known quantity rather than an unknown quantity. You even said it's a depth piece. It's not a starting piece. Yeah, it is a depth piece. You don't piece. need. You don't need a starting piece. Are you gonna? I, are you gonna I leave disagree. Derek? Who are you gonna take off that back line if if ever, all the center backs are healthy? Depew and Sega. Nick Depew, who's been our best center back in the last three years. I would not say he's been our best center back. I would say he's probably been. He's our been most our consistent, most consistent best consistent. center back in the last three years. But if you can, but if you can improve on a player, why wouldn't you do it? Look, 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 look. Here, here's the thing. Where? Here's From where? Thing. Are you going to go get Walker Zim- Zimmerman? Are you going to go get Dave Romney back? Well, that was From a where? mistake. That From was where? a mistake, right? Are you going to go get Ryan's ha- Ryan Hollingshead? Oh, no, you, you can't. You, well, the thing is, again, this is what I'm saying. The Galaxy messed up somewhere. You had ample time to go and address this issue, which I assumed that they knew that they had. They knew that Derek, uh, I'm sorry, that Daniel Sturridge was not going to be back. Like you have to replace them. That was your starter. You say, yeah, but that was we Williams. know that, that Sega, was Derek Williams. 
we know that Derek Williams is going to be the starter. We know that he's going to be a starter. Sega is not panning out the way that I'm sure they thought that he was. Surprise, surprise. So he's not a starting caliber player. He's going to be a depth piece. Nick DePue can come in and he's done fine. But he's not supposed to be the starter. For what it's worth, if they don't find the center back, here, this is what I will say. I like Nick DePue. Do I think he's spectacular? No. I think he's he, he's a good MLS defender. He's fine. Are there better players out of him that you can put in that spot? 100%. And there's no way that you're convincing me otherwise. I will say this, though. If they don't find a center back, which I doubt, and Nick DePue becomes a de facto starter, I will say this. He will probably be the most improved player on that lineup. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think he's earned it. I think he's earned to be the starter. I I don't disagree with you. I just think there's a better option. So why are you kicking I, him off the team? I'm not kicking him off the team. I'm just saying that there's a, a option for someone better out there. I think he's fine. Has he earned it? Yes, he has. But if you have the opportunity, and you do, because you have the money, why wouldn't you improve in that position? Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you say, "Well, we got Tam, but uh, I'm just gonna find, I'm just gonna grab this seventy thousand dollar defender because, you know, Nick DePue is in there." I'm like, dude, are you telling me that you can't find someone better than Nick DePue with Tam money? Are you serious right now? Like, come on. There's always room for improvement. The problem is that when you fall in love with a player, you kind of feel like, oh, he can't go to the bench. Like, yes, he can. That's what depth is. The fact that you can bring in a player that's, like, not going to, like, be that much of a drop-off. That's what good teams do. That's what Seattle does. That's what New England, what Bruce Arena is doing in New England. You take off this guy who's good, and you put him in with someone better. And when you have to rotate in a long MLS season... And when you have multiple tournaments going on and you can bring in a Nick DePue as your starter for that, you know, that rotation, dude, your team is that much stronger. Why in the world would you not do that? I, if you can guarantee that that's what's going to happen, sure. But what but do we you know? Also, what, right, but what you also we, can't guarantee that Nick DePue is sure? going to be a... What do we know for sure about the Galaxy in, in their ability to find players? Are they good at it, Lewis? No, they're not. No, they're not. So why, so why are you giving this magical? Why are you? Why are you holding this magical player that the galaxy is gonna find somewhere for Tam? Why do you think he's out there? Well, I'm not saying that you're gonna go off and sign like you know some European player that's gonna come over here and tear the league apart. So then who I, is it? So then who is it that's gonna be good? That's gonna come in and gonna be better than Nick DePew and gonna take him out of that spot or take him take. Uh, uh, Derek Williams out of the spot if but he's healthy. But you're telling me that I mean, and I get what you're saying. Did, the the did, Galaxy did, do not did have the a Galaxy, good record. Did the this. Galaxy say that Derek Williams is out for the season? Because then, okay, maybe you're you're. I'm I'm seeing your argument, but Derek Williams is not going to be out for the season. He's we're going to need a guy that's going to fill in. He does have injury issues, time. by the way. He does have injury issues. Okay, we're going to so. need a guy who's going to fill in from time to time. That's not Sega Kulabali because we've already seen Sega Kulabali is has has a big Achilles heel, and everybody in the league knows about it now. So you bring in a guy like Eric Zabaleta who can come in and provide cover for you. He's, I would think that he's going to do as adequate a job as Nick DePue is doing. He's not going to go. He's not going to be crazy. He's not going to go be an, atta- you know, an attacking full uh, center back. 
He's just going to come in and do the job, and I think that's all the Galaxy needs right now. Mm, I mean, and I'm, uh, I'm completely fine. Yeah. If the Galaxy sign this guy, I am completely fine with it because I know he's probably not going to be a template. Uh, but even if he is, that's fine. I'm, I'm, uh, see, I, I have a problem with him being a template. I'm fine with it, but I just think that they're, you're not necessarily improving the back line. You're just adding another like piece that is that guy, that guy, necessarily that guy was on the, I, that guy was on the 2017 team that won MLS Cup, right? Um, I believe yes, yes, he was. So? Yes. Yeah. Um, I just, again, uh, again, I, I think that there are better options than Zavaleta. I think that there's better players well, if there, you can if, find. If there are the Galaxy are not going to go out and get them. I uh, what I tells you to, that the Galaxy is going to get them? Um, well, you're right in that sense because they should have and would have gotten them by now. Yeah. As I said, I, I think they they knew that the problem was there and they didn't address it, and I don't know why. Um, but we'll agree to disagree there. I, I feel that you need a starter as a center back and then your your everything just kind of like shifts back and you have a solid um backup in Nick Depew when you have to rotate and I'm, or if there's an injury once again I don't think that there's going to be that big of a drop off with Nick Depew um but again uh what we're not in control of that we're not in charge of that so um we'll see how it plays out but it it I have to imagine that yeah, Zavaleta probably is going to to be in there. But I again, I think it's because, just for lack of better words, I think it's desperation. I think they know that hey, we're really really shorthanded here, and we may just have to take it for the time being. Um, but you know, um, that's probably uh, a, a big problem that wasn't addressed, and that's not something that I would have. Um, I would have seen Danny like not address. It's it's just bizarre, right? Um, for a guy who's trying to rebuild and does this foundation thing and can plan ahead, this seems a little bizarre that they didn't address this. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. We'll see what happens. Um, I think Derek Williams is starting to train with G two, so I think it's more of a fitness thing rather than an injury thing. I think he will be on the bench on Sunday. I just don't think he starts. Um, yeah. I think he might come off, you know, late if they, you know, need to defend uh, a lead, but um, we'll see what happens there. And, I, and you know, and you know what's going to happen if we get a, uh, a, a starter caliber Tam guy uh, to replace Nick Depew is Nick Depew is going to become expendable and he's going to go and get signed by you know Charlotte or something, and then they're Charlotte's going to end up having one of the best defenses in the league. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm you know I mean, for I'm, what it's I'm worth, not, I do like Nick Depew. I do like yeah. him. I think he is a little underrated, but I, I I'm just saying you should respect him more. It doesn't sound like you respect him very much because you're very much ready to just be like nah. Get rid of that guy and go sign as I'm a starter. Saying, he is a starter. Get, getting rid of that guy. I'm just saying that. Uh, I mean, from the starting lineup is what I mean by get rid of that guy. I mean, go sign a starter. I and if you I, sign I, a starter I, and Nick DePew and Nick DePew outperforms him in in training and and gets the start anyway, then you wasted you wasted on, it. Right. Um, yeah. So so what are you gonna? So it, to me, it makes no sense. Your argument of go sign a starter to, for a town 
with the two time spots that we have makes zero sense to me because there's holes in other places that we would I would rather fill with. There's literally two. one other hole. Yeah, there's but, literally one other hole. Times two spots. because right now we don't have one starter at that spot, and in order for it to be a successful and depth ridden team, you need to have two starters at that okay. spot. Okay, let's go ahead and, and, and talk about that. You know Chicharito is going to start. You know Douglas Costa is going to start. You yeah. know Kevin Cabral is going to start. Yep. You know Mark Delgado is going to start. You know Ravellison is going to start. That's five. Obviously, the on-man out will most likely be Grant Sear. Take him out. Mm-hmm. you got to have to take Alvarez out as well. There's your cam, right? Yeah. You're fine. You have Grant Sear coming off the bench. You have... Alvarez, Alvarez coming, coming off the, off the bench. bench. Like or, or Victor Vasquez coming bench. off the or, bench. Exactly. And there's your third one. Or Victor Sasha Question coming off the You're bench. You're fine. So you have one position of need as a cam. And then you're saying, oh, you're pushing Samuel Grantier off. And like that. Okay. But again, if you're improving the starting lineup, you're essentially also improving the depth, which when you bring someone in, but, you're not having a drop off. Well, Lewis, That's who are you talking argument. about? Who are you talking about right here? Okay, so if I'm gonna if I'm that's gonna sub case. a player in, if I'm gonna sub a player in, if I'm gonna sub a player in, and it's going to be somebody that's gonna come in and change the game, how often is that a center back? Sorry, one more time. You broke up. If okay, so your argument your argument is, you have your starters right. You you have your attacking five in in Casa Chicha, uh, Cabral and. Um, and uh, and then you have your your two midfielders in Ravelison and, and Delgado, right? So, out of those five players, you're you're making the argument. Oh, you're pushing Grancier out. You're pushing Alvarez out. You could you're pushing uh, uh, Victor Vasquez out. All starting caliber caliber players. Maybe not Victor Vasquez, just for fitness reasons. Um, but those are guys you can bring in. They can change. They can make changes to the game. Same thing with Sasha Kleshin, as we've already seen. Now. Those are all those are all players that you can go in and sub in and some out and, and split minutes with. But if you're gonna make an impact sub and you're gonna change the, you wanna change the game, how often is that a center back? You the expectation How often of, do you sub in a center back in a game? It's it's very for an rare. injury? For an injury it's, or if when that center back gets a hat trick own goal. Right. So right? the, the, so why do we need to sign another TAM level starting center back? We don't. We don't. I, mean, I know you said we agree to disagree. I'm just I'm just baffled by the 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 thought of like why not just get a guy who knows MLS and knows Vanny's system and and Vanny has understands what he's getting out of him rather than going out and finding some unknown player. I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of baffles me that you don't see like why you don't wouldn't need an improvement when you can make one, even if you like the guy that's already starting in there. Simply because he's earned it, like yeah, because like, like because like, 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 because like I don't trust them to find an improvement. That's why. If I tr- if we had a great scouting department and I trusted him to go out there and find a better player, sure, go get that better player. I do not trust them to do that. So stick with what we've got. If you can find a depth piece, great. Get the depth piece in. All right. What else do we got? 
Indeed. What else do we got? Oh, my God. Um, I mean, you know, we, we got the home opener coming. We've got a lot of a lot of uh, home opener activities happening. Uh, AFJA is uh, going to be uh, doing pupusas at the game, apparently inside the stadium. Pupusas. Uh, yeah. Oh, Bobby's back for pupusas. I've been, I've been back the whole time. I'm just like, I'm not getting into this shit. <laughs> You guys fucking Bobby's rambled like, up the same Bobby's thing like, for like three hours. But. I don't know what these names are because um, <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. Um, yeah, uh, after it's going to be uh, doing uh, in-stadium pupusas, so bring your money, people, because these aren't going to be you know $2 pupusas. Uh, but all the money is going to uh, go to uh, the foundation that uh, we all know is, does a lot of great work down in uh, Central America. Um, to to provide uh, gear for kids and uh, and uh, academy uh, facilities uh, down in Guatemala and El Salvador and I think did they open another one in Nicaragua or or somewhere I, I don't remember exactly but I know they have multiple academies uh, down in Central America uh, so yeah bring your money and uh, you know, let's get some publicity. bring your appetite yeah. Uh, there's going to be lots of tailgate stuff, of course, happening as, as per always. Uh, you know, like we said, the pregame was uh, or the preseason uh, for pregame was one thing. And then the preseason, the, the real season uh, pregame tailgate is another thing. So we'll get there early. Um, we'll have uh, copies of issue two of our magazine on hand so that we can, uh, you know, get it out to the people's. The people that need it um, and, uh, and and missed out on it last season. Uh, we'll have a sparse number of stickers. I, I still have a couple sticker packs. Um, I need to get some more ordered, but uh, let's, uh, let's get through the inventory that I got right now, and then we can uh, figure out what we're going to do next. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about uh, – I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm meh about the, the, the season overall. Right now, but I'm certainly excited to uh, to see a packed house, and I know there's going to be a lot of people there on Sunday. What are your predictions for the Galaxy this season? Uh, then Nick DePue wins Defender of the Year for MLS <laughs> over Jimmy Rajo. You got it. I mean, he didn't even make the list, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Well, where does the Galaxy end up this season? Um, I, I mean, I have the Galaxy in the playoffs. If you want to hear like the full thing, uh, check out Balls and Beers, uh, the first episode of Balls and Beers. Uh, watch it on two times speed, just or listen to it on two times speed, just to get through it fast. Um, but I, you know, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know yet how special they're going to be. Uh, I'll let you know in September, as we all, as we said a few weeks ago, uh, we'll, we'll make those <laughs> determinations in September whether or not they're going to be good. Um, and I, you know, I just think that this year they're going to have a little bit more consistency. Their depth is going to be, is, is that much better. Um, and the guys that we wanted to perform last year are going to, I think are going to perform this year. And, you know, hopefully there's some surprises up, uh, their sleeves and we get some, you know, we, we, we get a consistent team this year. Cause that's, that's really what was missing last year. Um, ultimately, I think they will make the playoffs simply because they have to, right? I mean, this is the first time I think we, I think I've said this before as well. This is the first time since like 2016 that this is not a rebuilding year. They have a foundation. They got the same players. 
coming back, whether you think these are the players that are MLS Cup, you know, um, worthy, and that's a different story. But the fact that these players are playing together for a second straight season, they understand the league and the and you know <clears throat> and the system a little bit more should play a factor in um, how they play the rest of the season. I think obviously there's the two big. X factors here is the injury bug. If the Galaxy can stay somewhat healthy, they should be fine. Um, we know that when it comes to Chicharito, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and how long. If you miss a third of the season, it's going to be fatal. It was fatal last season. It'll be fatal this season. Um, you can't miss that many games. You're going to really, really have to find a way to get them off the field whenever you can. And that's basically, you need to be up by two goals, three goals, so that he can be taken off and not put so much wear and tear on that body. He's another year older. Um, you know, he, he's going to get injured again. Um, and the other one is, you know, what we've been arguing about is the defense, right? Um, how are they going to defend? If they defend, if Greg, Greg Bandy even said the same thing. Greg Bandy came out and said, if we defend, we're going to be a good team. That's probably like your big one right there. If, if the guys can figure out a way to everybody, I'm not just talking about the back line, everybody, and you should see some sort of help with Revelson and Delgado there. You, there should be some improvement before they get to the backing, but that's a big one. Right? I mean, um, we saw Chicha was going back and scoring. making... Yeah. We saw Chicha yeah. going back and making side tackles in that game we against saw, right. all the way back and, in the midfield. So. Yeah, and we saw Kevin Cabral going back and actually, you know, playing some defense as well, something that we didn't see that very much of last season as well. So, there again, there are some encouraging signs. Obviously, this is not a finished product again, and we've been saying this for for long, but there is progress that has been made. And again, for what it's worth, technically speaking, last year was progress from the, you know, the previous year in 2020. So just came short of their goal. They got to make the playoffs this season. By the way, what is a successful Galaxy season? Last season, it was you had to make the playoffs. What's is it simply making the playoffs or should we expect more from this team in Vanny's second season? Mm, I mean, looking at what's on the what's in the West right now, I mean, we should be in a deep run in the playoffs. We should be. But again, we're kind of watching. We're seeing a team that we still don't really know if it's going to pay off. All the pieces are going to pay off yet. So it's a gamble in that way. We're not sure. Dave, um, I think a step in the in the, the positive. They have to secure a playoff spot. They have to be, they have to be the one of the ones with the little X next to their name, well before decision day. Um, I think that marks um, a good start to having a successful season. And then when the playoff starts, then you know anything can happen. Um, but looking like they belong in the playoffs is going to be what is going to, I think, going to determine whether or not the season is a success. Because last year, if they would have made that playoffs, if it hadn't been for that 15 seconds or whatever, um, I don't think they looked like they belong in the playoffs at that point. And so they have to look like they belong sure. there. Um, that's that's what I want to see out of them. 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, obviously the playoffs has to be the bare minimum. If the Galaxy miss the playoffs, someone's head is going to roll. Maybe multiple heads might my, my, my roll at the end of the season if the Galaxy miss the playoffs yet again. Um, and we know that this is the final year of Chris Klein's contract. So, you know, if the Galaxy are headed in, in a direction where like a, it looks like they're going to miss the playoffs again, um, he may not be resigned. I mean, he shouldn't be resigned anyways. But, um, yeah, heads will roll if the Galaxy miss the playoffs, uh, for sure. I also don't want to be backing into the playoffs uh, uh, the way that we could have made the playoffs last season, right? We, mm-hmm. need to, we, we need to have our spot secured going into decision day, and the only thing that should be uh, basically uh, undecided is your seating. Like, how high are you going to go or how low are you going to go? But you're already there. You're playing for, I'm assuming, home field advantage or whatnot. They need to be secured going into decision day. For me, I think that's it. And then when you're looking at, like, okay, what is a realistic run, right? Um, People will say, oh, it got to be MLS Cup. It's got to be the final. Well, do you think they're in line with Seattle? I think the answer is no. Are they no. in line with Nashville? I think the answer is no. By the way, Nashville will be playing in the Western Conference this year. Um, and we all, well, except for Bobby, who thinks they're going to win the winning spoon. We, 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 we agree that Nashville is probably going to take the Western Conference. Listen to balls and beers to understand yeah, right, right, that, right. though. Um, <laughs> we think Nashville is going to take the Western Conference. Best defense. Um, it's going to be really, really hard. To be Nashville, especially if you're the Galaxy. Um, so, you know, is a Western Conference final appearance really realistic? I mean, they everything would have to go really right for the Galaxy. And I said this on Balls and Beers for what it's worth. There's nothing, there's no science, there's no evidence, there's no logic. I'm not putting my money on it, but I just got this funny feeling the Galaxy could pull something off this season. Something that's really going to surprise a la Colorado last season. Um, a lot of things have to go right. But this is one of the first times where I'm like, I shouldn't be given the benefit of the doubt and I should be totally negative, but I just got this funny feeling. I just got this funny feeling about this season. And that's probably why I'm a little hyped up. Uh, and again, maybe once the game starts, it's you know, crash me back down to earth and, you know, shame on you. But, um, yeah, uh, kind of excited to see what the galaxy do in season two of the, uh, of the Vanny project, because another year under their belt is actually, um, it, it's a lot. So, um, should we get into some, we, we do, we, All right, yeah, anything we actually else? got some questions on Twitter. Um, there's not too many. So okay. let me get to that. Uh, Rafael Ruada asks, Douglas Costa, over under 15 goals and assists this season. So combined. I'm assuming he means Ooh. combined. Um, goals and assists combined 15. Over under. My God. Under, I hope, now, because I don't want to be wrong. Under, you hope? No, not really. Uh, yeah, under. I don't hope for it. I just hope I'm not wrong, but I don't hope in real life. <laughs> no, you're hoping you're wrong. You want to say under, you hope you're wrong, so that he, he hits the over and he's producing. 
what's happening? Sure. <laughs> I think I think it's under. I, I think it's under uh, 15 goals plus assist. So it's either one, right? It's a, any combination of, of that. Of, right, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the way. I, 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 I think it's under. Yeah, I think it's under as well, um, unfortunately. And again, I hope I'm wrong here. But I, I can but see that could, the assist that could just be because Chicha and, and Cabral are taking all of them. So Right. Well, I mean, if he can get 15 assists, that would actually put him like at par. So, or if he gets 16 assists, he would hit the over. Um, I don't see Douglas Costa scoring that many goals. He hasn't scored that many goals in the last few seasons. Um, is he capable of doing an MLS? Absolutely. Whether or not it happens, again, different story. But um, we know he can cross. Again, uh, it's it's a wait and see approach with this guy. High. Extremely high reward, but it's also really high risk. I also say under, and uh, and I've said it in previous episodes. Uh, this has flop written all over it. So again, I hope I am wrong. Uh, and then uh, we sort of touched on this. Uh, Jesus Gallardo asks: So the TAM signings are the summer reinforcements? Well, you have no choice now, right? Because can't sign anybody right now. So you're gonna have to wait till summer. Um, hopefully, we hold out. Uh, until that, um, again, I think we need defensive reinforcements. I think offensively we're fine. I think we have depth on the offense. It's the defense that's, to me, right now, on paper, the Achilles heel, and you need to address it. Um, a cam would be nice, but based on the personnel that you have in those in that front six, you're fine. I truly believe we, we need the defenders. We agree or disagree there. That's fine, but yes, if you're going to see if they happen, Greg Vanny says that we still have two players to sign, it would be in the summer. Um, our good friend, Madam Serrano, given the performances we were able to see, what goal assist tally does Kevin Cabral need to avoid being called a flop this year? Oh, a serious question. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because when I read it, I was like, oh, he got hacked. <laughs> um, but yes, it's a serious question. I, I, do you feel like that's the over 15? Um, you know, yes. I, and I was going to say that, that at least with the goals, it would have to be somewhere between 10 and 15 goals. And I we said it. At the end of last season, we said it this preseason, if Kevin Cabral scores a few of those open netters, a few of those goals that you wonder how in the world he possibly misses, he has double-digit goals. It's very, very easily possible for Kevin Cabral to get 10 goals this MLS season, considering the fact that in this preseason he already had three and that he's already looking like a different player. I think it's very, very easily possible for him mm -hmm. to get anywhere between 10 and 15 goals. As long as his finishing and his confidence remains the same, it's very possible. As far as assists, well, I'm not really sure that's going to be his job. Um, that's going to be up to other players. I, I think the assist will be down, but... I say between 10 and 15 goals, especially since the expectations of him are a little bit more, you know, tame this year. And you're kind of being like, oh, please just score a little bit more. I think between 10 and 15 really? is not going to be a flop. But if he does that, 
rest assured that in year number three as a DP, you're probably looking at you're probably like one of your focal points in the offense. So I think between 10 and 15, you're good. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, 10 and 15 sounds fine. Yeah, but I, but I don't think his people are like expecting less from him this season. I think he's being there's much more expected. From there him is, now but I, but, but because I, it's like, all right, your year is past. There's no excuses. You gotta produce. You gotta be good. You gotta be the number nine. You know, it's 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 I because his head's gonna be on a picket what, if it's what, not. What, what I meant by and I agree with that, and you're right. But what I meant in that, you know, the expectations are a little bit more reserved. Is that people aren't gonna be shouldn't be carried away in that they're expecting him to have like 25 goals, right? He shouldn't be expected, to, you know. For oh something no, like I that. mean. I mean, if you're looking at how the team is lined up, I mean, it's supposed to be distributed pretty evenly around, you know, so it's, you shouldn't well, be Well, your target guy is still always... Cabral to be doing that the majority I, of the time. I think this is where, especially a guy like Douglas Costa, again, if it all works according to plan, if he runs at defenses and he's able to take them on and he breaks them down and he creates space for arguably one of the best poachers in the league which then creates in the back post somewhere um, space for a guy that can read the game. And Douglas Costa now has two options. You know, I don't think Kevin Cabral would win the golden boot, but his tally of goals should be pretty high up there. You now have two targets. Um, So, um, and if you looked at, you know, the preseason, Kevin Cabral was significantly more active and more a part of that offense than what you saw last season. Yeah. Again, an encouraging sign. He, and if that, that continues again, he's going to play. He's probably one of the biggest X factors here, which is weird to say that because he's a DP, he should be very much a, one of your main guys, but you don't really see that yet. You're seeing him as an X factor. And that's what I mean by the expectations are a little curb. People thought that maybe, he would have hit the ground running because he's a DP and you're number one. Now you know, okay, maybe not. I expect more of you for this one, but it's not going to be like ridiculous. So, and I think that kind of plays to his favor where, hey, 10 to 15 may mean caliber or galaxy caliber type numbers, but it's an improvement and people I think would be happy with that. So compared to what he was doing last season. So yeah, I think 10 to 15, you're fine. But if you're doing that, Season number three, you're probably should be MLS All Star at that point. So, um, and G the the G thirty podcast asks you for your season predictions. I think we did that in balls and beers. So go ahead and check out that show. He did mention we should bet. I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but I'm going to inquire a little bit more on Sunday and find out about that. And uh, Charlie Arabalo asks, why is Kanye almost two hours late to starting his, uh, his show? Um, the, sorry, yeah, the Donda 2. Yeah, Donda 2 show. I, uh, sorry, guys. Well, we were talking Galaxy. We held them up. You know how it goes. Balls and Beers was really long. Two hours. Uh, and uh, that does it for the questions. Thank you guys for submitting. We'll always appreciate it. Uh, um, Get your Balls and Beers pick in. Get your balls and beers picks in, and uh, we will all be at the uh, Diggity on Sunday. So we uh, hope to see you guys all there. We should be there tailgating early, I assume. 
Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to the stadium early for Papuza, so right. you guys are on your own. <laughs> I guarantee we'll still be there before you. Yep. 100% guarantee. Yep, yeah, but I have your tickets, so. Well, I know that. I'm just saying we'll be there before you. We're all going to go in at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode 249. I'm saying goodbye. David, Wait, I'm saying goodbye. I'm kidding, goodbye. I do have one more thing. Bye. And goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.